0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Right. Hello and uh, welcome to Plugging It. Gentlemen, we have made it to week three who would have thunk it i don't think at the start of this we were all a bit worried but uh we've had some amazing feedback uh from the from friends and people who have listened to the the podcast which is amazing keep them coming positive or negative absolutely let us know what you want from this uh what you think how you think we're doing etc but yeah ideas from an engagement from you guys our audience are, are massive for us so uh yeah we're, well all feedback welcomed uh gents how are you simon first how are you this week
2: yeah, I'm really good. Thank you, mate. Um, I'd like to echo your comments. On thanks for the uh, all the feedback we've been getting. It's been really good. And uh, a massive thanks to Max and Toby for the first two episodes. They were belting belting guests and um, eased us in nicely. The best way to, to get involved with stuff is to be eased in nicely. And I think they did that for us. Brilliant. Uh, Eugene, how are you, bud?
0: I'm I'm good, thanks. And you, John. I and mean, yes, I, I promise you, I do exist. I, I have been told by a number <laughs> of people if I, if I have been part of the podcast. Yeah, I have been in the background, just uh, I suppose making sure that the first two went well. And, and yeah, I'm 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 happy to be uh, on one that I'm going to contribute, um, hopefully a little bit, not too much, but not too not too little.
1: Quietly listening, like a like a, a dad who just claims to be resting his eyes in the background when we know he's all actually asleep. Um, but yes, you will be hearing a lot more from Eugene tonight. Uh, one of on the feedback thing, actually, guys, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, some of the feedback that we had that we, obviously people wanted to hear a little bit more from you two, which is great. And we, we're going to play around with a slightly different format moving forward. It won't be the same every week, um, just based on who we've got on. But I think, you know, uh, certainly moving forward, careful what you wish for, because these two now <laughs> are going to a far, um, far bigger part of what gonna we're Going to let loose. Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: We've been on the He's gonna
0: start.
1: He's gonna start saying things like Samusa more often. It's just it's all gonna go sideways. Um, hi, Becky. Um, so <laughs> that was Simon's wife. Just came into. Uh, just came into. That solo. was my wife. Yeah, um, she's gone to
2: collect the click and collect shopping order, which is um, nice. Well timed, reason, Well the timed.
1: The reason that I know that, uh, and I was gonna say this later on, but as well as being available across all the popular podcasts. Platforms, not that easy to say. I'm no wonder you want me to do it every week, you YouTube. Um, <laughs> we do have uh, <laughs> popular. You're a professional platform. presenter, John. <laughs> yeah, all right, professional something. I'm not sure presenters what like that is. <laughs> um, but we do have a slogging it YouTube channel, so uh, where you can go, and all of the uh, interviews that we do, and all the podcasts are available. Brilliantly put together by Mr. Eugene Berger. And so, yeah, they are edited down. So, uh, just as listening to it on a podcast platform, you can watch um, our
2: podcast on YouTube. So, search that out. Um, For anyone that's, um, sorry, for anyone that is interested in what is behind Jano, his wife hasn't kicked him out. He's not recording from the external. (laughs) He is actually having some renovations done. And uh, he did his first bit of manual Labour today. We, we need to give him a bit of a clap for that. He's, he's done well. Did, did you get that video, sir? that he sent
0: across? I, did you get the I video that, uh, that he sent? Uh, right, right, no, I'll, I'll send I, it to you later.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was in a right old state. Now, I, I was thinking that maybe that could be one of our social media posts me having done manual Labour for the first time in my life. Um, a stripping, like, 80-year-old plaster off a wall, and in the the walls of an entire room is not easy, but Jesus is it messy. Christ, <laughs> my, I've been picking dust out of my nose in the shower. <laughs> like, Isn't it unbelievable that <laughs> like, my nose turned into like full of cement? It was awful. Um,
2: to but, any plasterers you know. listening, this is what you call <laughs> <Yeah>. morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I achieved. So, fully enough, our plasterer came in today and he. Fully plastered a room three times the size of the room that I took some old kind of slightly rotten plaster off. So uh, I'm not quite there yet. I will not be having a career change into you know something that men do. I'm quite happy being a bit like <laughs> you know metro, um, you know, and I'm proud of it. That's all good, you know. In today's modern world, that is perfectly uh, plausible way to be. So. Gent, we are now going to start talking about this week in the news. So, you know, we're going to talk a bit about cricket, um, but there are other things, obviously, that have gone on, so people won't quite understand this. So we don't record these week by week. We record them as and when we're all available, when guests are available. Um, So a couple of things that we want to cover off. Obviously, the American election, um, Trump (laughs) refusing to leave the White House. I saw the funniest tweet from Eddie Pepperell. So obviously with Donald <laughs> play, claiming not to have lost the election or what have you. And we're not trying to be too political, but um, Eddie Pepperell's tweet said, in 2019, I was one under through two. Tiger stole my jacket. which And this <laughs> in direct response to one of Donald Trump's tweets, which I just thought was brilliant. Um, and, and, you know, people are making light of it. You know, it's a big situation for not only America, but the
2: world. Um, Shane Watson's retired. What do we think? Um, now I was, I, I got told that you only believe 50% of what you hear uh, read on social media. And the two items I've read this week were Shane Watson saying that he's retiring. And I thought, well, let's face it, he's going to be reviewing that within 15 seconds anyway. So, uh, and the <laughs> other one was Donald Trump saying, I've won this election by a lot. So I nearly wore like, in, to, to feel like, I don't want to alienate people. Like I was trying to. Appeal to the group of our friends across the Atlantic. I nearly wore a Donald Trump t shirt today. Um, but apparently, that was also untrue. And the 50% one was that Shane Watson is retiring. He's not reviewed it. So, um, plus, my wife said to me, You can't wear a Donald Trump t shirt on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> that might, so, she obviously thinks we're doing better because her theory was that someone might take a photograph of it and use it against me. I mean, I don't know what where she thinks this is going, but hey, I've, uh, so I changed my t-shirt anyway, because I don't want to fall out with her.
0: Who does? Yeah, fair. Uh, huge. I was Shane. just going to. I was going to say something. Yeah, something something down the similar lines. I was going to ask if Donald Trump was going to review the decision, Shane Watson style. I thought there was a bit of irony in in the two of them um, departing in, in in similar terms.
1: Do we think that the Elite Umpires panel now uh, is starting to scrap around for like jobs down the greengrocers because DRS is no longer gonna be in as much use as it would have been while Shane was still
2: playing? Yeah, is the fourth umpire still required? That is the or third one. I don't know what number it is now that deals with it. There seems to be one calls. I mean, they do everything now, don't they? There seems to have seventy four of them. A match referee, he's a he's a free spectator, isn't he? Let's face <laughs> yeah. it. Especially yeah. when it was Brodie's dad, he can get free tickets. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be. <laughs> like, I mean, it, but um, but no, uh, uh, I think they're going to send it back down to one review per innings now, uh, <laughs> not to be renewed. I don't know why they don't renew it after eight years anyway. Shane Watson was already out before that, yeah, for the majority of the time anyway. So he wasn't going to be using it twice. But um but yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Who, who do you think is going to take over the mantle of uh, of Shane Watson in uh, modern modern term One day cricket.
1: Warner oh, has You're to be another Ozzy. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, the funny thing about Shane Watson is obviously he got he copped it loads, didn't he? Yeah, you know, through memes like four or five years ago from other reviews and that. I wonder if he ever thought that those memes would resurface. On the base of a, a, a U.S. presidential election, <laughs> you know, he's all of a sudden he, he's like, you know, he must he must be hating life. Um, England versus South Africa. The lads are flying out in a few days' time. Uh, I think we're both, all three of us, are excited about that. Obviously, Eugene, um, we'll, we'll be kind of looking at it from one side, Simon and I, probably from the other. But that's something that we will be talking about um, as the podcast progresses. Just a little I think update. they arrived today, Johnny. Oh, they're there already, aren't they, right? They arrived right. today.
0: I saw I saw a post from Ben Stokes with uh, one of those swabs stuck down his nose. Um, yeah, uh, testing he, uh, testing for COVID. I think they've got to do that, that uh, yeah, he's, isolation I if thing.
1: He's, I wonder if he's gone straight from Dubai. I was Maybe, yeah. To, I, I was talking to um, someone who sponsored Jason Roy earlier, and I think he said that they were going out in a few days' time. So it may be a case of going from Dubai versus coming uh, flying from England, but... Uh, yeah, they're all going to arrive in the next few days, and we're all very excited about... Look, it's it's always brilliant to watch cricket in South Africa, I think. I've been looking, I've been to the last two England tests at Newlands 2016 and, and earlier this year. Uh, if there is a more beautiful place in the world to spectate or to watch or to play cricket, I think you'd be far-fetched to find it. Uh, Eugene, I think you've played there?
0: I haven't played there. I was there in February, though. Um, oh, I, watched, thought, I uh, wasn't sure
1: if you guys had a game there, uh, but that's something no, we no. can talk about on a, a different day. Um, yeah. I, and the IPL came to came to a close, didn't it, a few days ago. I mean, Mumbai Indians, they're on a completely
2: different level to the rest of them, right? It's a joke, really, isn't it? Like they, I mean, for a start with the IPL, if you've got an English lad in your side, you're not going to do very well. That's that. <laughs> I mean, we we might have the best one-day team in the world, but... We are we don't perform overly well in that. Or the teams that our lads are playing for certainly don't. I think we were the teams with a majority of English well, certainly like Rajasthan have got three English lads overseas and they finish bottom. The one that Sam Curran plays for finished second bottom. I think Chris Jordan Sidefield finished third bottom. So I mean if anyone's English and looking for a contract in the
0: IPL, probably struggling for next year. I don't think so. Yeah, think. MVP? You're forgetting about the MVP and Geoffrey Archer. He was the yeah, he, he's, yeah. he was the best player in the whole tournament, so yeah, yeah. I think Owen you Morgan right. performed so, very so he well, was the best player, but he
1: finished bottom. <laughs> I think, I think I think a I mean, lot of where Rajasthan struggled a little bit this year, I mean, you know, they they missed Ben Stokes for the first half of the tournament, didn't they? And I think obviously he's going to be such a key player in any, any global cricket side that, you know, obviously we all know the reasons why his dad's incredibly ill, uh, and so he was in New Zealand for that. Uh, obviously, we wish Jed well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't, he's certainly not a reflection on the English lads as to why these teams maybe didn't do so well. I think Owen I mean, Morgan, I thought it was really interesting that I, I think um, Dinesh Kartik started the tournament as the captain of Kolkata Knight Riders, who are now not only an IPL franchise, but you know, a global franchise. They have the they uh, the, uh, Trimbago Knight Riders, don't they, in the CPL. Um, I, and and obviously then Owen took over as the captain. It must have been the second half of the tournament. I don't know the exact reasons for that, but it just is another absolute show of strength as to his ability as a captain, not only on-field but off-field tactically and what have you. And I think we have to congratulate the England captain on, on you know, um, Another fine tournament uh, as captain. Yes, they fell short of, of the knockout stages, but uh,
2: he, he absolutely does us uh, proud. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think the reason I think the reason they sacked him as captain is because they refused to have uh, a guy who kept wicket in short sleeves as captain, <laughs> which every, everybody knows <laughs> is um, fundamentally should be against the laws. I noticed one thing from the interview the other way uh, with with Toby. By the way, he said rules. Um I know, not that, I mean, we've had a few listeners, but I'm sure some people would have picked up on that with the slightly cricket-badger nature of uh, the people that we're going to be appealing to. And uh, yes, we do know they're called Laws. Um, we didn't feel the need to correct him um, because it was our first show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you can say what you want. Yeah, basically. But uh, no, I still think uh, the reason that Dinesh Kartik stepped down as captain, he definitely... I mean, to be fair, you can't blame him. It's hot in Dubai as well. I, I appreciate that the the long sleeve might not have been a go-to, but I, I personally think that's no excuse. And it there ought no to be a six-run per over of your keeper wearing short sleeve penalty. Um, yeah, should should that happen? I
1: think I. I don't think anybody anybody in global cricket anywhere uh, other than. Just... Dinesh Carter will disagree with that statement, Simon. (laughs) Uh, And funnily enough, talking of wicket keepers, um, there is a a man who's a a great friend of mine. I played with him at Wimbledon, a lad by the name of Tom Morris, who is now a Fox Sports uh, commentator and broadcaster in Australia, uh, who is going to be coming on periodically to talk to us about the views of the Christian world from Australia, which is great, great for the podcast, because then it opens up. Um, obviously, India in Australia at the moment, so we'll hear from him in the next few weeks about what's going on with that uh, and his story. He's got English grandparents, and so there's some English heritage in there and stuff. But yeah, he's a fantastic bloke, and we can't wait to get him on. Well,
0: um, we're definitely going to have to get him on for the. We're definitely going to have to get him on for the BBL then. Um, you know, you're talking yeah, about 100%. the amount of English players in the IPL. Yeah. How many people are going to the Big Bash? It's half of the Weird, the yeah, English every, counties every there. Everyone
2: really. Australians, isn't it? There is yeah. there isn't an Australian playing in the Big Bash at the moment. Especially cool. as
0: they increase their overseas players to, I think it's four now. So they, don't, you know, they have one more than they used to have. So, yeah. So yeah, it'd be great to get him on, John. and Maybe we can get him on into one of the games while he's at a game, and you know, talking through it, we can, we can, we can maybe do a pod from there. So
1: to- talking of that, he is that he is that bloke that just gets lucky and is in the right place at the right time. Last year in the BBL, he uh, was commentating from the sidelines. Someone hit a six, and he caught it one-handed on the boundary. Who's oh, he?
0: That is that him? Yeah, right okay
1: Tom. Yeah. Yeah, that's Tom, yeah. So, look, he's an absolute champion. Uh, he's a great bloke. Very, very funny. sort can talk for days about the game. Very, very knowledgeable. So, yeah, we're very, very excited about getting Tom Morris on to do some bits and pieces with us. Um, guys, you will remember, uh, I didn't mention it last week, but we certainly did the, the week with Toby, our charity partner for slogging it, and a huge part of why we're trying to do this is to drive uh, revenue to the Lord's Taverners, an amazing cricket, cricketing charity whose uh, main focus is to give all children a sporting chance, no matter their circumstances. Um, there is that text number, which is zero. 07, sorry, seven zero three three one. Um, you can text TABS eleven. That is T A V S one one. 70331 to donate three pounds to what is a phenomenal charity one that the three of us are incredibly close to um please make sure that you're at least 16 and please make sure that you have the bill payers permission to make that donation before you do that and on that here's a note from the lord's taverners
2: the lord's taverners is the uk's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity We break down barriers and empower disadvantaged and disabled young people to fulfil their potential and build life skills. Our cricket programmes support some of the most marginalised and at-risk young people in the UK, using sport and recreation to build links and encouraging groups to play sport together. We tackle issues such as knife crime, unemployment, radicalisation and also isolation something we are all feeling right now. Last year, our programmes impacted the lives of more than 12,000 young people and, with your support, will help
0: even more in the future. Find out more and make a donation at lordstaverners.org and help us to continue our life-changing work. Thank you.
1: Uh, So, yeah, thanks again to the Lord's Taverners. Uh, Very, very proud to be partnering with them and and, uh, supporting them as our charity organisation. Uh, This week's guest is our very own Simon Roberts. Uh, Simon, we will be talking to about his uh, desire to become a professional cricketer. um, And, you know, when that didn't come to pass for a number of different reasons, um, you know, the the battles that he then faced off the back of that. So, uh, Si, thank you very, very much for agreeing to do this. Obviously, you're a big part of why this entire... Uh, podcast has come about in, in in terms of what we want to do to try and highlight certain issues and um, we're going to cover off some pretty tough stuff um i really want to start at the present day then we'll swing back towards your career and cricket and stuff and then you know we'll then get come back to present day at the end i guess so um first of all really keen to find out how you're feeling um you know what caused you to seek help um you know Talking to, to people, um, and you know, give us a, a little bit of uh, an idea as to kind of what the the issues were that you were battling with, uh, before you decided to get that help.
2: Yeah, um, first part, I'm really good at the minute. Um, over the last sort of four, five, six months, I've began to start looking at what I I did achieve in cricket, which some people might. It's weird, isn't it, when you're talking about what you've achieved in cricket. Um you, you, you look at, some people might say, well, you didn't play for England, you didn't do this. Well, that's, yeah, I didn't. Um, but I did do quite a lot within cricket. So I'm starting to look back at that with a sense of pride now, um, with a sense of achievement, which is a good start, rather than um, a sense of resentment, which is what I used to have. Um, so that's, there's a, I, I made a lot of fond memories in doing what I did in cricket, and that's, that I'm now remembering those as good things. I'm I'm looking back and I'm going through social media and I'm seeing the people I used to pray with and, and I don't look at them back at them going, oh, that was the person I met when I was doing this or doing that, that oh yeah, that was the person I met when I was doing this. Yeah, yeah. so it's like changing uh really, really good. Um I realised in, in terms of getting help, I everyone says just talk. Just talk and it's easy, but you, there's normally a trigger. Everyone's got their own trigger. Um, it can be internal or external mine was a conversation I had with my wife and where I realised I just I needed to speak to someone about what had gone off how it had affected me like where I was at I felt um, and how I can move forward and I'm fortunate enough to work for uh, a company that have uh, an employee assistance programme that I, I rang up and they're, one of their links is with the Samaritans and they put me in touch with a counsellor and she was amazing. Uh, I started feeling better from session one. And um, but it just over the next sort of two or three months, when I started to go to see her, uh, I, I started developing a plan. I had a routine, I want a plan in a routine, sorry, and and a and process that I could go through that I knew I could help myself oh. out.
1: So, say si, I mean, obviously the 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 kind of help that you thought was professional, and uh, but just the, you know there are other options. You know, we would always encourage people to talk to friends or family if that's something that they yeah. feel more comfortable doing. Uh, but obviously, there are these professional outlets uh, there for help. And um, in terms of you know people who are battling depression, mental issues. Um, what would you say to them about reaching out for that help? Like, obviously, you say there was a conversation with your wife that you know that drove you to do it. I guess. Um, what 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 would you say to these people who are maybe kind of having tough times at the minute and, and the options that are
2: available to them? It's it's it, it's a, it's the age old the age old adage, easy for me today, um, that you just talk to someone. And it's dead easy for everyone to say, but it does help. It massively, you realise that everybody has got stuff going on. And whether it's arguments of, of, with family or whatever it is, and you just have to find something that you can relate to within that and share in that, that thing. I mean, I know some people, one of the things I struggled with, for example, was you have all these people famous, I mean, he was say cricketers for an example. You saw Andrew Flintoff, Steve Harmison, Marcus Trescothick going on telly, and that is amazing. That is amazing what they do is sensational. It's not taken away from that, but me as someone that was going through the same or a similar thing, none of this is ever the same. What I go through was different to what somebody else might go through, I and mean, it's always different. So that's why finding one thing to say is always difficult. But I I couldn't relate to that. My dream was to go and play a hundred Test matches to to score hundreds and fifties and travel the world playing cricket. I did a bit of traveling and I did okay, but I didn't get that. So I found that so hard to relate to, but the more people talk, what I'd like to, the the people I'd like to speak to is the friends of that person is the family of that person. And just put your arm around him. And and if you think someone's struggling, just go, are you all right? Like what's the worst? The worst I can say is fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And- I mean, how, how long did you go through this on your own for, Sai? I mean, has is is this, this been a number of years or, or, you know?
2: So I got released from the final year of my contract in 2007. And I got help in the start of 2020. So there's been ups and downs within that. There's been all sorts. But I'd say I've been... I, I probably was dealing with stuff from mid two thousand and six. So good
0: long time though, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. A long, a long, long time. And you, you and that's the biggest, the, one of the biggest problems is you think you've got it now. You think like I thought, oh my god, I'm a superhero. Like I've managed to, I've managed to beat mental illness or depression or whatever it was. Um, but you have, like, don't. <laughs> you think you have
0: but yeah, absolutely, the, yeah. the, one,
2: the one of the things is is that you've you're always going to have it it's like you an allergy. are. You are. It, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like people who get hay fever you, you know you're going to have it but you've come up with a coping mechanism or you take your whatever your, whatever he took in hitch when his face swelled up mm. or like you, you take your stuff and you never quite know in the year when it's going to come out you know you're going to have it so it's just a case of keep moving forward and that was the thing what the the sessions we talked about with natalie was like how do you create a coping mechanism how do you recognize it how do you know when it's coming and that is when you see so much progression so talk
0: so talking about those sessions yeah talking about those sessions and where you've got to and how you've got there i mean Would you say now that you're fully recovered or are you still on the road to recovery? Is this a process that you have to go through for, you know, is it months? Is it a year? Is it, you know, what is your, what is your ideas that you're currently working to?
2: I, I don't think I'm, I I mean, I'm quite pessimistic, Uh, although that has changed recently. My wife has has, has said, I've noticed you being more and more positive, Um, which is a good thing, which is, I'm I'm taking it, when we were talking about this the other day and she went, Make sure you mention you are, but you are a lot more positive. Um, but I've still got the old thing where I can be a bit pessimistic. Um, and so I don't. I like I say. I think for me, it's like I've got an allergy or a a, a regular thing. It's like I have to take on meperazole because I've got stomach ulcers, and they're there. I have to deal with it. And I just think this is something that I've now got the tools to be able to manage. I don't think I'll ever be cured. In inverted commas, because I can never, I, I can never really be confident enough to say that. But what I do know now is, I've got every tool I need to notice when it's coming, to be able to manage it, and to be able to sit there and go, "No, okay." Whether it's the fact I will go and play around the goal for you guys and we have a chat, or whether it's I go and talk to the wife, or I can go through the process. I've got my priority list. I've got everything else that I work everything to, and I sit and go, "Right, okay." This is this I know this works, I know this will reset me, and it will mean that I don't ever get to the point again that I know we're going to come on to later, but I'll never ever get near that
0: ever. that's great to hear mate that's really good to so hear that's
2: that's a that's yeah
1: and um, so sorry we don't we don't need to go through your entire playing career, but like talk to us about the setup and the size that you went through, and then ultimately. You know what led you to not fulfilling your your dream?
2: Um, yeah, I played basically not age group cricket from eleven to nineteen. Um, I was I didn't get in the first year of this academy. Self started, I didn't get into it. Then at that point, like the dream kind of went to one side. I thought, well, if I can't get into an academy, I'm, I'm like it's not real. So I kind of went, okay, that's fine, and started looking at the academic route and. Was going to become an accountant, and um, I went for playing a boring sports trying to have a boring job. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so from there, like after I, I, when I when I turned sort of nineteen, I, I I grew a bit, I got a bit stronger and started buying a bit quicker, um, and got asked to play for the second team, got asked to play a bit of minor counties uh, for Herefordshire down there, did really well for them, and then started getting offered or invited for trials at a couple of different counties, North Ants, Worcester, did full pre-season at North Ants, um, which is where kind of the bug bit me again. And being involved in that environment was incredible. Basically I me mean, surrounded by 20, 25 other blokes running around, absolutely hammering yourself was heaven, if I'm honest. And just having a laugh in a joke while you're doing it. Um, but that didn't work out. And then the year after I got signed by the MCC young cricketers and um, yeah like it's uh, people who might know the MCC young cricketers some people like Ian Botham, Mark Waugh, David Milan, Darren Sammy it's had a whole host of international cricketers most of the Ireland squad were on it with me so it's Kevin O'Brien, Will Porterfield, Gary Wilson they were on that kind of staff with me and you were basically a professional cricketer you You got paid peanuts, but you worked at Lords, and you played in the second eleven county championship. You played in the second eleven one day trophy. You also got to work at Lords. So my first year was two thousand and five, not a bad year to be a professional cricketer, if I'm honest. Two (laughs) thousand and five sat there in the first test match at Lords, day before Steve Harmison hit Ricky Ponting in the face. I hit Ricky Ponting in the face. Like you, you. You just, Hold on! You really... can't just you can't
0: just leave that there. You hit Ricky Pontine in the face.
1: Yeah, but where did the yeah. next one go? That's what I want to know. <laughs> John know, this is a positive story. It's a positive story. <laughs> no, the, the next ball's ne- not a positive story.
2: <laughs> no, the, the next one went positively might. Um, <laughs> no, so we're, on the MCC on cricket it's basically what you do: the international sides come over and you bowl it nets. Uh, it happens all counties, but mm-hmm. when you're doing it at Lords and everything else. It's quite a special feeling, to be honest. You get a couple of thousand people watching you every morning, coming in and, and you're netting and you're stood there. And I'm rocking and bowling at Gilchrist, uh, Ponting, Hayden, Langer, all these guys. So Ricky Ponting walks out to bat in the net and he's having a bat. And the nets at Lord's were quick. And I was okay at the time, I had half a yard. And I bowled one just, just short of a length at Ricky Ponting and it bounced a bit more and it flicked it off his glove and then filled him in on the same side and he threw the ball back to me and went, you got me there mate chucked the helmet back, changed his helmet, bent it over, bent it round, not bent it over, he didn't do any of that uh, bent it round and uh, then I've run it next ball and I've thought I've got to try again Like t- to hit him twice would be something special to hit him once was good then ran it next ball Lopped it in halfway down, and you could just see he was he was stood on his back dog <laughs> as I started running into the ball, and he's hit this thing. I mean, if there was a net there, it it would have it would have cleared out the blinking what's it wheel, the Millennium wheel or whatever it was. It, <laughs> it, it, it was it went miles. It would have gone miles, but but yeah, so it was it was it was an unbelievable few days. Uh, like an, an unbelievable few years it went on for, but that sort of warming up, praying, and training with them. And I can remember being sat out on the the nursery ground at Lord's, and I was sat chatting to like Andrew Flintoff and uh, Andy Flowers, the assistant coach at the time, and, and and like all these guys that are just, like, and you're just having a chat. You get you walking off, and kids are asking you for autographs because they don't know who you are or aren't, <laughs> as the case may be. But, mm. but it's, it, it's, it's a special, special place to be when cricket is on Lord's, and to be working there. We've got our own changing rooms. We we did the ground during the test but I mean, We got to twelfth and thirteenth man. We didn't in that series. England shipped a few blokes in, but like against Pakistan and stuff, some of the lads got to do it. I got to be thirteenth man in a test against. I can't remember who it was against. I think it was Pakistan, something like that. But like, see, so running out of the field with drinks and stuff, and but it's it's a sensational place to be yeah. and yeah a lot of good memories but just yeah. on that
1: um so obviously you mentioned uh accountancy now obviously the only reason that you said that accountancy may be uh, a boring job is because your wife as uh you and i both know is an accountant so that was obviously a personal joke um all accountancy is a fantastic career um as i agree all of us absolutely slogging it would attest um so, it's only
2: because she does your accounts or nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I had a chat with Abwin Dorkin, uh Gloucestershire second team coach who you played with a lot and spent a lot of time uh, driving to and from games with you the other day. He's still so astounded that you never managed to secure uh, a contract you're incredibly well thought of and were obviously very talented. I mean not many blokes uh, you know could ever dream of hitting Ricky Ponting with a short one, let alone actually do it um but what what were the main reasons for you never actually reaching Kind
2: of peak of your ability. Um, I've looked, I've thought about this a lot. Um, certainly in the run up to doing this podcast, and uh, we've me and you have written a bit of an article about it, which we might talk about later. But excuse me, I've thought about it a lot, and having a chat with some people and whatnot. Like, I got injured. I got a stress fracture. But I had two. I had a stress fracture, and then a stress reaction before that, and. Um, and at that point, people didn't. I think one person I knew, was a, a, a guy called Graham Onions that went on to play for England and, and Durham and now plays at York, uh, Lancashire, I believe. Um, he had one, I believe he had one, and he was the only person that we knew at that time that kind of got through it and learnt and, and, and whatever. Um, Jimmy Anderson got one a few years later, but um, they, you didn't recover. Like, you didn't get back. It, it was just seen as th- that was it. You were done as a bowler. Um, and I, I, I basically, I, I was signed to the MCC for three years, and I played 2005, did really well. was going, okay, started getting the interest of a few more counties. Start 2006, bosh, this stress reaction hit, and then a stress fracture hit. And and I used to, that used to be the only blame I had. Like I used to blame that. Um, a kind of woe is me way of looking at it, like, Oh, look at me. Unlucky person got injured. Whereas now I look back at it. If I was honestly good enough, honestly, someone would assign me. That's If I was that good, someone would assign me. And that now is, is the way I look at it. I, like it I, I gave it my best. Because, because again, I want to spin around. And get, I gave it my best. I did everything I could. I got fit. I recovered. I managed to get bowling again after the stress fracture. And I did these things that not many bowlers did. But at the end of the day, I wasn't good enough. And I can I can compute that now. That's fine. And um, in the headspace I'm now at and everything else, that's uh, that's where I'm at. And so I know people will say, like Dorks, is uh, I he's an absolute he gave me my chance at the MCC and he was an absolute legend. And uh, coached me up, changed my action, helped me out, helped me get him through the stress re- fractures and reactions and stuff. But it's it's um Yeah, at the end of the day, they can spout about injuries and everything all you like. I wasn't good enough, didn't get enough wickets, and that's a very honest review of it. And and that, to be fair, makes me even more grateful of the opportunity I got, because yeah, I I just I'm now, like I say, going back to what I said at the start. I'm now just so pleased and so proud that I got that opportunity to do it, and I gave it everything. I gave it absolutely everything. And you know what? I, I can look back now and say that and be happy about that and be proud of the fact that I, I did that. And that's the special, special thing to be able to say. Um, as I said before, like, you know, millions
1: of people will dream of being able to bowl at Ricky Pontin, you know, bowling the full long half folly outside off stump, let alone... Hit him and it you know you must have been at an incredible level skill level uh to be able to to do what you did to him. i mean we've spoken before a lot about you know how you in your own mind think think that people's perceptions of you changed <clears throat> so we we've often talked about it as you know you you felt like you went from being Simon Roberts who played cricket to then the cricketer Simon Roberts. And then, obviously, when things didn't necessarily work out the way that you may have expected or wanted them. So you then had to revert back to being Simon Roberts, who used to play cricket. Do you think it was the last of those, the kind of adjustment of being, you know, having to be the man in the crowd again? Having, you know, tasted what this life could have been like and, and all the great things that would give you that started to cause your mental
2: situation to to degrade a little bit? I think that's a that's an easy point to look at. Like getting released is an easy point to look at, and it's, but I don't think that was where it started. I think it started at the fact that I I became the cricketer Simon Roberts. The the fact that step one happened in my own head. Um, I went from, I I thought it basically became all all I was, and I was the cricketing bloke called Simon Roberts, and that was where the issue started. I look back now and go, I know that was where the issue started. I had, I led myself to a point where I had nothing but cricket. And that is a very unhealthy place to be. And, and so, yeah, that's, I wouldn't say step two, getting back out of it was the problem because I'll be honest, I don't kind of know how I did get back out of it. I know it took a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it took me talking to people and experiencing a whole heap of rubbish that I did get out of it, but that I can isolate when I got into that point, and I know that was where it started to go wrong. But mm. like looking at the cause rather than the effect that then led that then caused something else. Take it. I I look at it, taking it right back to the start. I know you
1: said. I mean, we've had the conversation before that you know um, you perhaps felt that you may have let. People down, uh, you know, friends, family, and stuff. There was this expectation on you to to be that person from your friendship group or family that went on to do this amazing, uh, have this amazing cricket career. And and something that I've said to you is that you know, as one of your great friends, is that I've always thought that I would never have seen you as anything but Simon. To me, you were never Simon who played cricket. You never were. You never will be. You are to me just. Simon, do you think you were ever guilty of perhaps overthinking that a little bit and and maybe thinking something that wasn't there,
2: yeah massively Ma- I'm not I'm not saying other things didn't contribute to me thinking like that, but massively it was my internal thing you all of a sudden you think you've got a value, or oh, sorry, that's not the right way right I put it all of a sudden, you think that is your value to the world, like. You, a normal healthy person or mentally healthy person will know what they offer the world. They're confident. Me now, I'm confident in what I offer the world. And I'm. that's just me. I've got my way of thinking. I've got the way I want to be. And I've got everything else about it. And that, you know what, it's a brilliant place to be. But back then, I thought that what I offered the world, and certainly my friendship group, was... The fact I play cricket, the fact I could have these stories about bowling at Ricky Ponting, the fact I could have these stories about bowling at Sachin Tendulkar, the fact I could have all this stuff of playing against these amazing cricketers and doing well and holding my own, and that you and and that in your head is then when you go into the pub back home with your mates, who the, the mistake I made a long time ago was I I I didn't remain friends with a lot of people I went to school with. I isolated myself to cricket, and so all the people I was friends with and I knew, I knew through cricket. So, and they were people who got to higher levels than me. There were people who didn't get to as high levels as me. Excuse me, but they they were all through cricket. So, the the kind of little group that I had that weren't were, were a, a group that my golfing mates that I go away with, and and this isn't a dig at them in any way, but. They all they wanted to talk about when I came back from playing cricket was who I've been playing cricket against and what I've been doing and how this had gone. So you're just not falling into this routine where, when you're not at cricket and not playing cricket, you're only talking about cricket. But when you're at cricket, you're one of the lads, and you talk about everything. So you kind of get yourself into this so cricket orientated world where it's all that's going on. It's all that's happening because when you're there, you're playing it and you're with your mates and when you're not there, your friends want to talk about it because you're meeting Brian Laurie, you're meeting whoever it might be and you're playing cricket against them and and, and whatever. And so that's, it's where that becomes, although I let it in my own head and I could have steered that conversation anywhere with my other friends. I I could have done whatever. We could have talked, we could have talked about golf. We could have talked about whatever. We could have talked about what beer we drink. But I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed that little conversation.
1: I think that's the difference between a hobby and a job as well, isn't it? Because, you know, your mates at that time, whether they be your golfing buddies or your cricket mates from back home where you play your club cricket, for them, this is something that they look forward to doing all week until they get there at the weekend. And so almost, you know, they, they, they're trying to live their lives vicariously through you and their cricketing dreams yeah. vicariously through you as they're... Professional cricketer
2: friend. Yeah, that's that's it's it's true. It, it's and and it's not a dig at them. And and I'm very privileged to have got to have done what I did. I, I don't. I now don't look at it in any other way. Like, so I've said it a few times, and this already, I, I I'm very very lucky to have played cricket in Bangladesh, to have been on pre season tours to the West Indies, to have done all this kind of stuff. I'm very very lucky to have done that. And do you know what? If people wanted to talk to me about it, yeah, I can understand that. It's like when we were doing the interviews with Max, and we're talking to him about their world, and you want to, and you want to keep talking about it. You want to find out what it's like because some part of you thinks, "Oh my God, it's amazing." Um, but yeah, it's it's strange. And I can remember when you talk about being a job. I was having a six months in to my first contract. I was, we were playing against Yorkshire, and a, a friend of mine from Nottingham, who was contracted to us I called Dave Lucas, walked up to him and went, "Has it become a job yet?" And I was like, Man, I'm loving this. It can never be a job. And then as things transpired and walked through, and, and it was like, this is a job. I'm trying to do this as a job. I'm trying to do this to him. And it, and that is a weird place for your head to then be at. Because you're sitting there going, I love playing this game and I feel so privileged, but this is about me trying to earn some money and, and live a life away from it sort of thing and, and be able to do everything that you want. And that's when you it can be a bit of a, a, a mess around with your mind to get to that. Yeah. But like I say, it's just so – I wouldn't change it for anything now.
0: Yeah, I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from there, I. Si. So I suppose looking back at those those dark times that you were in, I mean, you know, what happened when you were at your lowest?
2: <laughs> Without being too miserable? and um, Look, like when you sign your, your contract, you don't – there's no terms and conditions at the bottom that say – Within five years, there's a chance you might be trying to end your life because you don't think that that's not, I mean, it, it's not in there. Like, and if it was, I'll be honest, you wouldn't sign it. You, oh, sorry, I, I would still sign it, but I still signed that contract and I'd still do it because it is amazing. But that's not in there. But that's where it got to at the end of the day. It got to um, me trying to take my own life, and i talking about it now. I don't want anyone to ever be in that position. I don't like. It's it's horrible to think that at that point I was feeling like that because I didn't have a clue how to deal with what I was going through. And I and I like I say said before, I couldn't relate to anyone else that was, that was thinking it. All my cricket yeah. mates were still playing cricket. All this stuff like that. And and it's and I thought that was what I was. And so it's now like a you just want to. Kind of look back at it and go, no, oh, it was amazing. It was amazing, and there's so many positives in the world that that come out of it. That if you want to look back at the greatest thing that's ever happened to you with negative connotations, like that's that you, you you're struggling and and but, yeah. So it's it, it's strange. So yeah, it did get it got to the lowest part, as as low as anyone can imagine it going. Yeah, it's. I got I got out of it. I've I've worked my way through it, and yeah, it took a while, but.
0: And I, I can back. tell you that that, that that Jono and I are extremely grateful that that's happened because yeah, you're you're a great <laughs> mate to us, and uh, yeah, I, I suppose there's there's a lot more days where we'll talk about um about the positives of, of life, but you know if you were looking back at at you've got a lot of friends that are currently still contracted to play cricket. I mean, you know. Uh, you will have some insight into this this question then. I mean, you know, if we're looking at the current cricketers out there, are they given the right means of coping with the challenges that you faced, you know, in your early career?
2: Um, I've spoken to some guys, like talking about doing this podcast, I've still I've talked to some fellows and, and they there is a lot of help. There is a lot of help. I think personally it's all one good place. Like I said before about the Flintoff Farmers and stuff, it's all on the good these people talking about. It. You And and, and knowing helps out there is, is amazing. It's got to be that everybody keeps talking about it. It's got mm. to be that it's talked about at every level of cricket, whether that's an under-16 that's trying to get signed by an academy. I mean, there was a horrible, horrible story the other day of the 17-year-old lad who got released by Manchester City. And... I just want, like, you just want to grab it and go, there is so much joy. Like Toby said, there is so much joy in life that just think, just have a minute when you're at that point, have a minute and think and just go, look, there is so much happiness out there in the world. And that's one thing that talking to people can provide. But you talk to someone and they'll talk about a little thing and they'll have a bit of of joy in their voice. And you go, oh, actually, yeah, I like that. And then you'll talk to the next person. You go, oh, yeah. That's, that's all. All right. So, sorry to go back to the question. Yes, I think they are getting a lot more help than I did, mm. uh, which can only be a good thing. Um, but they've got to, it's just something that's got to keep coming. And it's got to start coming from people within. It's got yeah. to, the PCA can do all their stuff. The PCA you can keep sending people down. People. I'm where there's people like me that go in and talk to them, and don't worry, I would love to do that. Like, I would love to go into all sports, any sport of whatever kind, and talk to people about my experiences and what went off. But if those lads aren't talking about it between themselves, it ain't going to get anywhere. That's where change can be made. Like, when it's your mate that you're relating to, and he says, Oh, I'm struggling, and you go, Yeah, so am I, and you can sit there and talk for it, that is where change is made. Change isn't necessarily made as much as it helps out by someone that's played 150 times England as good as it is and it is amazing what they do because these guys can't relate to that that's their dream that's still 100 miles away from
1: one of the uh, one of the guests that we've got coming on uh, at some point in the future is uh, a guy called Rob Lynch who's the CEO of the PCA Um, and I I reached I I, I reached out to him Uh, I've been lucky enough to know him way before he before he got involved with Middlesex or anything he's been involved in the cricket community for a long time bless you um. The um. But um. Yeah. There's. You know. It'd be really interesting to see the the measures that the PCA are taking to to try and battle these uh problems. That that you know. The, there are a lot of guys who will play second team cricket and never realise their dream of becoming a fully fledged first class professional cricketer or playing for England, whether that's once or 150 times. Uh, so yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing what Rob Lynch has got to say about that in a few weeks, and and what the PCA are offering to pros to, to pro, so kind of help them get through that. Um, what, I mean, there's a lot of positives now and obviously you're getting back into cricket. You've played a little bit over the last couple of years. Like, um, What is it about Simon Roberts, sorry to talk about you in the third person, but like current strategy on life or, you know, whatever that, you know, has allowed you to get back into cricket and, and just feel like that that is something that you're now able to really enjoy?
2: I think it's that step of realising that it has brought me a lot of pleasure. It It's brought me all my pleasure in life. That sounds a bit dubious, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's like I, I I have every single friend I have because of cricket. I have been to 90 – well, my wife's the only one that I haven't. She, she hasn't got a clue. But, but I've been to the majority of countries I've been to in the world, which is quite a few, right? A lot of good ones. Not so good ones, but a lot of good ones because of cricket. Whether that be indoor cricket, outdoor cricket, whatever it is. So all the stories, all my life experiences have come through cricket. So why would I not want to carry on? Like I've now got to, like I said earlier, I've got to the point where I don't resent it anymore. I love it. I love talking about it. It's one of the reasons why we do this. And I I love being around it. I love what it can give to you, like the, the positive sides of what cricket gives to you, so outweigh the negatives, mm. and that for me is is it's part of it. And it, it's it's been it's been led by like like you say, my friends around me have, have started asking me to go and play cricket again and get me involved down at the cricket club. And I hate coaching, but I'll, I'll go and do it a little bit and I'll help out mainly because of parents, not kids. Kids are fine. Parents are a pain, um, and. <laughs> Like, but, but I enjoy it. I enjoy being around cricket. I enjoy having a beer with guys at cricket. I'll I'll go and wander down and watch various games that people I don't even know are playing in because I know I'll strike up a conversation with people, and you can do that. Cricket as a sport brings people together in such a good way that why would you not want to be a part of it? Mm. And and that's like like Toby was saying you know, the other. Uh, yeah, like Toby was saying the other day when he was talking about sitting around at half past three on a Saturday afternoon playing FIFA and eating in his chicken. pants.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, where's the fun in that? There is, there is no fun. Like, I mean, the wife might disagree when I go sometimes at nine thirty in the morning, and don't get back till half ten. But like, there's she. It's a network, isn't it? Like
1: cricket yeah, is a like, network, and and it, 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 you know, a lot of us, the three of us, can absolutely relate to the fact that. Our friendship groups are cricketers and cricketers who play golf. That is just yeah. it's something that we've all grown up doing. It's something that we love. It's in our blood. It's, it kind of runs through all three of us and millions of other cricketers out there. This, as a sport and as a pastime, a hobby that we choose to do, I don't think there's another sport that can match it. You have to spend so much time together as a group, um, and yeah. it's it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. What just to finally touch on this, like looking back, what advice would you give to Simon Roberts, uh, in that, you know, first year or second or third year of that YCC contract that you had, would you do anything differently?
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let step one take place. Um although I think that, that might have be been odd because like I say, it took off cricket went from being that kind of average sport that was on in the summer that the old football fan went to watch at Edge and, and Tramp Bridge, but it was off deep decent, decent atmosphere Because England were rubbish before then. As Max said, uh, Max and Toby said the other week, like England were rubbish, but then all of a sudden, two thousand five kicked off. So I'd say find out who you are, like, and don't make. I, I've read a really interesting article, and it was when Black, uh, the BLM stuff kicked off this summer, and it was from a, a running back. I can't remember his name, and he was going around to towns and houses and stuff and doing all this. Um, Helping people out and promoting the BLMs that when explaining it to people, when all the all lives matter crap was kicking off, and he went, No, this is what we're trying to do, and he was trying to explain it. And then people threw at him, he went, Yeah, but you're a running back in the NFL, you've got this. And he went, Yeah, I'm a running back, that's what I do for a living. It doesn't define, and that for me resonated massively because not letting cricket define you is. Is the key like win loose, yeah do your best try and get better be professional do everything like that but you've got to have something outside of it where you can get away and and switch off and that is would be what I'd say like I'd say to any young young person in sport and I know some I'd say to parents I'd say to young coaches. Let people get away. This idea of, of football clubs now, and they're getting kids in at nine years old, and they're training them five, six, seven, eight, nine times nine times a week. And you stood there going, "Just let the person be a kid. Let let the eighteen year old go grow up. Let him go out. Yeah. And let him do yeah. all this stuff." Because what that brings to your life as a whole is so much more than missing it than one training, one additional fitness session or one additional training session here that. Unless it's being run by, I don't know, Alan Donald. In my case, like, like it's not worth it. It's find a find a balance and get a routine. That's that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's um it's been a, it's it's been an absolutely um. Well, it's been an educational conversation that we've had over the past um, over the past half an hour or so, um, and one of the big reasons that that we've come up with slogging is 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 you know specifically talking about the challenges that you've been through as well as other cricketers. I mean, you know, if you had to if you had to look at the podcast as a whole, um, you know, what do you wanted to achieve? Um, if you, if you could summarise that into a couple of into a couple of sentences.
2: Um. I just want it to help people. I want it to be informative and I want it to help people. If we can stop one person from thinking the thoughts that I thought. If we can get one friend to ask his mate, is if is he okay? If we can do that to one person, then we've we've done well. Like that's yeah. that's I think that's mission accomplished. If we can do it to more than that, even better. If I, if, yeah, if that's, I just want people to realise that life is quite good. There's always light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: yeah there's... Uh, Simon, look, thank you. Uh, you know, you and I have, have been privy to this story, you know, for for a while, but, you know, we know it's not an easy thing for Used to discuss, and so it's amazing that you're willing to do that with, such, you know, a, a, an infinite audience. I guess through putting this out on a podcast. So well done, massive kudos to you for for doing yeah. that and being so open about it, and and you know, and for the sole reason of trying to highlight the fact that there is always help available for people, and that people can always, there is always a way out. Um, to go back to a slightly lighter side, now is the time for us to take some money off you. So, uh, with... <laughs> all on behalf of the Lord's Um So, for those people who have decided to watch this on YouTube, you will now see me and Eugene play rock, paper, scissors um, for um, who has to match Simon's donation. So, it's one, two, three, then go, yeah? Right. Got it. One, two, three. Yeah! I <laughs> won!
2: Yes! Unbelievable.
1: Brilliant, I'll right? tell you what, if there's not a delay
2: it. on Eugene's video feed, he won't stab it because he <laughs> went at least four to five seconds after Johnny <laughs> and then still lost. Amazing. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the
1: questions. Eugene's decided the questions, so I'm going to ask them. Um, and as always, five questions, £2 each. Eugene tonight will have to match your contribution to the Lord of Seveners. So, question number one What are Eugene Burgess' best ever bowling figures?
2: even though he bowled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> I know it's got an international batting average of 45. Um, 67. In which case, we need to sort out that sponsorship document. You've got it wrong. Um, <laughs> as a kid, it's got to be as a kid. Four for 29. Unlucky. It was an
1: adult and it was four for three. What Slow. are What are my... Best ever bowling figures, according to play oh, cricket. See, yeah. All of this is, by the way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. yeah. See, I, I know, I know you would, you could bowl. Still can bowl if anyone, if uh, anyone <laughs> play public <probably Columbia> and second <laughs> team next year is listening. Um, six, four,
0: Six
2: for fifty-six. He's got the wickets right in both. He's then. got
1: the wickets right. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Uh, what is Eugene's best, highest ever score according to play cricket? Oh,
2: uh, 126.
1: 142. Six quid. That's not bad still. <laughs> what's, what's my top score according to play cricket?
2: Judging by the strength of our advertising picture.
1: 149. 145. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, what I've taken
2: from this is
1: both my bowling and batting best ever numbers are better than Uges, which I'm really happy with. Um, and finally, so you're eight quid in, and you's eight quid in. What percentage of runs have you, Simon Roberts, scored for all teams ever as, a, as, a, <laughs> as an average uh, that you've played in? Seven, four point three one. So that's twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> Flying, I don't think. I, I think we'll. I think we'll uh, blow over that quite quickly. Um, but again, Di, what an interview! Thanks for doing that, mate. huge uh, and I appreciate it massively. No doubt the listeners will uh, all, you know, have, have taken something from it, uh, and we'll all congratulate you. Uh, so on behalf of them as, again as well, we, we we thank you for doing that. Um, Absolutely, my pleasure. I now hear a note from our sponsors, Woodstock Cricket.
2: Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket... Been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage, and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players, and international customers can't be wrong. At info at woodstockcricket.co.uk.
1: Um, So, yeah, guys, thank you again, Simon, for for doing that. That's uh, fantastic. Uh, Obviously, you've just heard a note from our sponsors, Woodstock Cricket, which is great. Thank you again to them for their support. I'm proudly wearing one of their new limited edition hoodies, which are incredibly comfortable, I must add. Um, But, yeah, just before we finish, lads, about another uh, another 10, 15 minutes left, what are you guys most looking forward to coming out of lockdown? Obviously, that's due to
2: finish next week. Playing golf is my, Correct. my thing. Um yeah, definitely getting out on the golf course and um being able to have a wander around a fat thin I was gonna tough. say it's
1: it's more getting out on the golf course than playing golf, isn't it? Playing golf's very yeah. much inverted commas.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that that's that's sort of what I'm looking forward to. I quite I'm I quite like going to the pub with my friends as well. So that's that's that'll be something that'll be uh be lovely. Maybe we could all have a get together. We've done the majority of this in, in lockdown and you never know in the future we might be able to to do Beat something where we're all... Yeah, that would be that'd be quite nice. So yeah, there's a there's a couple of things. Huge
0: Uh I I hate to admit it, but yeah I'm I'm probably also looking forward to golf. Just before lockdown I, I really got into golf and I have to say anybody that's actually played golf with me I am the, fair, the, the fairest of fair-weather golfers. If there's the drop of rain or the slightest breeze of wind, I am absolutely not playing golf. However, you know, given the, the the current circumstances, I've tried to play as much golf as possible, and I actually played the three days before lockdown. So I think I played the, the, the Sunday, the Monday, and the Tuesday before we went into lockdown, trying to squeeze in as much as I could. Um, but, yeah, I suppose that's it. I, I probably won't go to the pub just because, you know, I'm a little bit scared of COVID. You know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm an yeah. old man now. I, I want to catch it and, uh, and and have something bad happen. So yeah, I'm probably going to stay in my own confines of my house and, and maybe just do some some golf. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm kind of maybe with you a little bit, aren't you. I would kind of keep myself to myself. I think for the time being, until we, we're kind of clear of it. I, the one thing that I'm determined to do is is try and have a proper cricket season next year. And so, God willing, that can uh, be something that we can all look forward to. And we touched on earlier on at the start before the interview we did with Simon, about um, audience engagement. Um, So something that we want to challenge our um, listeners to to send us uh, stuff about. So info at sloggingit.co.uk is the email address to send these stories to. Um, Playing cricket against celebrities. The most random stories that you can think of um, yeah, we just want to. We just want to know. Have you ever played? I know Piers Morgan's a massive cricket fan. I was playing the game with Mark Little, who's that Australian guy who was in Neighbours for oh, God knows Joe how many years. That yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, played Joe. Unbelievable. In, yeah. Oh, yeah, unbelievable in Neighbours.
2: Useless at cricket, but what a champion! <laughs> Absolute beauty. I can't, right? I can't. I can't believe Piers Morgan of all people got mentioned before Joe Mangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, unbelievable. Piers,
1: Piers massively into cricket. Um, he's got a club down his. It foot looked six. like it when he
2: was facing Brett Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> slight difference. I think we might look like that against Brett Lee, and we've played a fair bit of cricket between the three of us. Um, but um, <laughs> Wait, you can't look like that from
2: in a proper game when you stood on the umpire's toes at square leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm
1: just yeah, trying to guide Morgan. him through.
2: backward good point.
1: <laughs> Piers Morgan with his arse on the net at leg side. Um, but yeah, so. What that's going to lead on to? So Woodstock, as our sponsors, uh, have agreed that um, the best celebrity uh, cricketing story that we receive, uh, Woodstock have kindly offered to put up a Grade One cricket bat uh, of the the listener of the winner's choice. Though there, there are five different uh, profile options available that Woodstock do. Um, so, yeah, there'll be a platinum Woodstock cricket bat available for the best story. So get your thinking, Caps, on. We will somehow have to, um, I guess, figure out whether these stories have got any kind of truth behind them or not. So we might have to do some play cricket diving uh, or what have you. Don't, uh, don't let
0: the truth get in the way of a good story, John. I yeah, keep saying that. Stage. So
2: if,
1: if a we'll have to... comes
2: up with an absolute belter, I'm pretty sure we can we can think of something. Yeah. What, do you remember? You remember seeing that thing about? I think Kim
1: Jong Un said that he played against Portugal. scored 630 in the first innings, took 20 wickets in the match, and a thousand in that. the second innings. And what yeah. we don't want is some listener going, "Oh, I played in that game." <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's got to be more creative pass. than finding a
2: game <laughs> on play cricket. Yeah. So, hello. Yes, my name is whoever, and I played against now let's, let's make it some, has he just got to be playing against them or can we have some funny
0: stories from like meeting celebrities at cricket? Yeah, yeah oh, no.
2: absolutely.
1: absolutely. All that Look. kind
0: of stuff. <clears throat> and then trying to put a, trying to put a timestamp on that, Jono, um, when do we want to announce that? Are we going to do that maybe on the 10th of December, just before Christmas? So give, give the listeners what, you know, this is coming out on, I think a Thursday. I can't remember yeah. which Thursday it is right now, but I think it'll give listeners two weeks to, to email into info at sloggingit.ca.uk.
1: Absolutely. So two weeks, yeah, brilliant. And then, uh, yeah, we will pick the winner and then put you in touch with Woodstock Cricket. And then from there, you can uh, claim your prize. Um, Guys, look, thanks again uh, for, for listening and engaging with us. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us. Um, we are available now widely across all the popular podcast platforms and um, YouTube and YouTube yeah don't forget YouTube that's uh, an amazing thing that's written right in front of my eyes and I still forgot to say it such as the <laughs> level of my hosting ability uh, or lack thereof um, but yeah look we're, we're loving having you involved looking forward to having you guys more involved uh, helping us shape what Slogging it is going to be moving forward. Uh thanks again to Eugene Berger
0: Thank you, Jono. and and more importantly, thank you, Simon, for your contribution. It's been it's been great. It was a, it was a great conversation, and hopefully, as you say, we are going to affect people um, that listen to this in a positive way.
1: Hi, uh, thanks again for me. Uh, massive bravery, I think, for you to come on and talk about that in such an open forum. Uh, hopefully, it will offer uh, those listening to it who are maybe going through or facing similar issues uh, the. the the view that things aren't always as bad as they may seem. So yeah, massive
2: good. to see you again, mate. Absolutely. Anytime. Um, like just one thing I would say, if anyone's listening and feels like, again, like DMers, send us messages, you've got all sorts of emails and whatever that you want to use, but we're on, we're all three of us are quite active on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, the slogging it page or whatever. If anyone's listening and thinks, you know, oh, I'm just going to send someone a message, ping it as we will respond. Yeah, I've how yeah. I've We will respond and we will just chat to you, do whatever you want us to do, really. So yeah. But and that is an absolute pleasure. And like I say, if I can, if I can help one person, then that would be tremendous.
1: Yeah, guys, never be afraid to get in touch. We are. This is a podcast by cricketers for cricketers. As Simon says, get in touch. Never be afraid to do that. Uh, we are ears to to hear your story if if you choose to uh, to entrust us with that. So uh, until next time, thanks again, uh, guys. For you too. Thanks again, and uh, yeah, can't wait for next week. Cheers.
0: Thanks, John Cheers, guys.
1: Cheers.